gonna show you. I'm gonna show you how to operate in the spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does your sun set high? Does your sun set high? Welcome. Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you happy? If you're not, then why? If you're not, then why? We're here to help your life be happier. Happy day after Easter. Or if uh, you happen to be working at a church somewhere... Happy that Easter is over day, more like it. I mean, I, I grew up in church, and then I actually worked in uh, many churches. And I'll tell you what, um, Easter is always a big event. Um, churches always like to put on a big event. Uh, for They get a lot more visitors on Easter and Christmas than any other time of the year, so they put a lot of effort into it. And I'm telling you, I've, I've seen everything. I've seen singing crosses, singing Christmas trees, uh, to skits, to plays, to bringing donkeys and camels in to, you know, live, live animals. And, and it's a lot of things that people will do to get a crowd in on a, on a Sunday morning for an Easter service because they want to attract people to who Jesus is. And they, they, so they put on a big thing, but I found something very interesting that, that oftentimes when Easter was finished, Man, our attendance in, ch- in a lot of the churches I worked at, our attendance just went down because, and it took a while to figure out, but all the people it takes to put, you would not believe how hard people work at, at our churches in America, particularly around the holidays when they're trying to put on a big event to let people know about who Jesus is and what he's all about. And man, sometimes we just put so much into it that when Easter is done, when that event is done, particularly Easter, I mean, I've written several um, musicals and uh, dramas that we've performed on Easter and, and other times. And, and right when that's finished and people get a chance, they just drop off the scene for, for quite a while. Easter is done now. It's a day after Easter, and I uh, hope you had a good one, however you, you celebrated it. Um, like I said, I, I've written several musicals, and in, in one of the musicals, <laughs> I wrote a youth musical, and uh, it was on two different levels. And so we had the main action going down on the, on the, on the first level. And then we built up a stage about six or seven feet high that had a, another whole set of action that would go on. And uh, in one of our dramas that we wrote, we actually had a crucifixion scene where, where we had someone up on a cross, but the problem was it was up on the upper level, which is we want everyone to see it. However, uh, one of the places I booked us at, I didn't think to even check I didn't think a lot of things. I remember, I remember the first retreat that I planned. Um, everyone got there, and they, well, I knew we were going to go and everything. And then someone said, "Hey, uh, where's the bus?" And I'm like, "Bus? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> how are we going to get there?" I was like, "Oh wait, I was supposed to order the bus." <laughs> so we had to arrange cars and everything. I'm just not the, <laughs> I'm not the greatest planner in the world. So, um, so it's not a surprise that I booked us a, uh, a building to do this musical in with all the youth from our youth ministry, and um, the ceiling was not high enough. And so 
We, we barely got the cross up there. I mean, there may have been inches or millimeters between the ceiling and the top of the cross. And poor Jesus, uh, who was Johnny that day, um, was playing Jesus. And, and he was all, to get up on the cross, he was all like hunched over so he could actually fit up there. I remember another time on that same tour that Jesus actually fell off the cross during this this really serious part, you know, and we're building to this moment and Jesus's death is nothing to joke around about. I mean, it's he's a he's an amazing son of God, son of man, died for us and here he is on the cross and and all of a sudden he falls off the cross. And I don't know what's funnier. <laughs> it wasn't funny then, but it sure is now the fact that he that <laughs> that he fell off the cross or that in the middle of the song he crawls back up on <laughs> he gets back up on top of it. Uh, but being the day after Easter, this is a time when a lot of people just, that, that work in church, they're just so tired from putting all those hours into the, the choir and the, and the musical and the special effects and all the stuff and the set building. And, oh man, I've been a part of all of that stuff. And, and they just get worn out. And sometimes you don't see them for quite a while. And, uh, you know, sometimes we stop at Easter and, and that we think that's it. That's it. Um, what I want to talk to today about is, is that, that people think that Easter really is for forgiveness of sins. I mean, Jesus died. It's true. He died on the cross and he was, he rose again, um, died on good Friday, rose again on Sunday. And, um, for, so we could be forgiven of our sins, but some people stop it right there. They think that Jesus died so that we could be forgiven of our sins. And yes, that is true, but that's not the ending point. It's the starting point. It's the the doorway for the rest of our lives. Uh, for us to go on in this in this thing, Jesus has mentioned this many things in the Bible. God, God's Spirit, Jesus, they're all mentioned as many things in the Bible. And a couple of things are, he's mentioned as life. He's mentioned as the light. Um, he, he's, he is these things. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He says, I have come to give you abundant life. I have come to give you life to the fullest. I've come to give you crazy life, life that is just fun to live. It's exciting. It's scary. It's suspenseful. It's rewarding. It's challenging. That's what life is. And sometimes some people spend so much time just trying to be safe because they don't want to experience hard times. And, and like I've, I've said before, you, you can't, we sometimes we try to numb the negative experiences. We don't want to feel the negative experiences, so we numb them. But the problem is when you numb negative emotions, you numb the positive ones too. And you you can't numb sadness and despair without also numbing happiness and excitement. You you numb all the emotions when you numb numb one. And um, sometimes we don't want to think about the bad things, but life is full of good and it's full of bad. And happy life is that d- despite what our circumstances are, we can secure and sustain joy, happiness in every situation. And to think that Jesus would have just died to just forgive us of our sins, that's enough right there. But really, it's the entry point to a whole nother lifestyle. I mean, God goes on to show us how to live in a relationship with him, how to live in a friendship with him. That's really what it's about. God made mankind. He made Adam and Eve, and then he hung out with them in the garden, which tells us the reason why we were made is because God wants to have a friendship with us. And God knows that life is going to be tough. God knows that life is going to get difficult, but God wants to walk through it with us. I just think that's amazing that the God that can hold the, the universe in his hand is 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 
I'm on his radar screen that he wants me to live not only a life, but a happy life, a life full of life, a life full of joy, a life full of excitement and, and scary times and, and a life that when we get done, we're not regretting going, man, I just wish I would have done more of this, or I just wish I could have been more of this. Or God says, I want to give you life, more life than you can almost even handle. That's, that's abundant life. I've come to give you life more abundantly. And that's what God does. And it would be like my, my golf swing. I'm not a good golfer, but I love to golf. And I, I think that the game is all about enjoying it. And, and there's something about, you know, when after I, I, my golf swing lately has been, I quit after I hit the ball. And, and there's a thing called the follow-through. And the follow-through, believe it or not, will actually determine where the ball is going to go by how I follow through. Now, that doesn't make sense in my mind because I think after I've hit the ball, it shouldn't matter where I go after that. I remember being on a on a, a few softball teams, and some guys, man, they don't they hit that ball really hard, but it would go right over the the, the infielder's head, and then it would drop in the field. And I said, "How do you get that to drop?" And they said, "Well, you got to turn your wrist over after you hit the ball. You turn your wrist over, and it puts a spin on it." Well, I I would hit the ball, and I I hit it hard, but that would it would just sail right out to where the outfielder was because I wouldn't follow through and turn my wrist over in the softball like that. And I don't think that's how it is in baseball. But I talked to a guy that played some minor league baseball, and he said the difference between a base hit and an out is simply you got to hit through the ball it's the follow-through and easter happened so that we would hit through that it's not just a matter of you being forgiven of your sins of me being forgiven of all that i've done wrong and all that i'm going to do wrong i'm already forgiven jesus already paid the price for that i just really i just have to receive it i i just think that that's just amazing news to me but i have to follow through with that i mean if i stop at the fact well god loves me and he and he saved me from my sins. So awesome. That's great. Well, man, there's a life to live after this. I, I, I got to swing through that. I, I don't want to slice it into the woods. I don't want to get an out. I want to get a base hit. I want to get a double, a triple. I want to get a home run. I want to finish life strong. I want to I get happy, but I want to keep happy as well. I want to secure and sustain joy in every circumstance. And that comes from hitting through the ball. Don't just stop at the fact that Jesus loved you and he died for you so that you can be forgiven of your sins. But now he wants to help you live a life more abundantly. He wants to help you live a life to the fullest that you could ever imagine. Well, tough times come. Yeah, they will because life is full of that. But one day, when Jesus comes back for us and he takes us to home with him, those that know him, those that, that have, were his friends, he takes up the heaven with him. And that's simple. It's just saying, God, I, I want to be your friend. I, I want to walk with you on earth. I want to learn how to, to be with you. He takes them up in heaven. There'll be no more tears. The Bible says that every tear will be wiped from our eyes and, and we'll spend eternity in, in paradise. But down here, it's a little bit tough, but it's just a small segment of, of eternity. And God is here that we would that we would just live life happy, the happiest that we can, despite what the circumstances say. That doesn't mean ignoring my pain. It means that in the midst of my pain, I can still be on top of it. I can still be victorious. So don't stop at Jesus forgave your sins. Yeah, that's, but that's just the beginning. That's huge right there. That's, that's vital to my eternal my eternity is, is do I receive the fact that he's forgiving my sins? Yes, but it isn't just about now. And then I hold on until heaven gets here between now and heaven. I've got a lot of life to live. I've got a lot of happy to live. I've got a lot of happy to share a lot of life to share. And that's what God wants. Don't stop your swing halfway. Don't stop this thing at, well, God forgive my sins. Now I can do whatever I want. What's the line? How far can I go? God, I, you forgave me my sins. Now I'm going to try not to sin anymore. 
man, you know what? I'm going to blow it a lot. You know why? Because I'm going to go for it a lot. I'm just going to live life and I'm going to blow it a lot. That's what happens. But God is there to help us through all of that. So don't stop this at forgiveness of sins. That's the beginning point. For us to live life to the fullest, we can't be carrying around that sin all the time. That's carrying around a big, heavy backpack, and we can't live life carrying around all those burdens of guilt, regret, shame. That's why God says, I came to forgive all that so that now you can live with me forever, starting right now. Not when I get to heaven, starting right now. My eternal life begins even right now. And then one day when I pass on this earth and go to the next one, when I go to heaven, man, that's going to be amazing. But God is, I don't want to wait until, till I pass to re, to experience that. God forgive me my sin. He removed me of all that weight of all the guilt of all the shame. Isn't that amazing? He removed me of all of that so that I could live life free and full and happy. And I tell you what, if you want to be God's friend, all you have to do is tell him, God, I want to be your friend. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Teach me how to follow after you. That's really what it's about. That's why I made you. That's why I made me. And I know that'll help. Definitely help. You live a happy life. It certainly helped me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a great Easter, and I hope you have a happy week. Steve Ace.